you can't live in the past right in the future you just need to sort of hold that door open and live right now and do what you can do right now so that whatever is causing that anxiety of the future that it's not there so it's funny because i've been like you like I said on both sides of that equation that you gave because right now i feel at the age of 55 that like i'm on top of the world my life used to feel like I was stuck on autopilot, trapped in the same thought loops, worries, and fears. Then something major happened. Enter psychedelics. My name is Kat Walsh, and you're listening to Trip On This. Join me as we journey together into these mysterious realms, discussing everything from personal transformation, otherworldly experiences, and practical at-home tips. Welcome, fellow traveler, to the land of limitless possibilities. Welcome back, my friends, to another community-style podcast of Trip On This. I am so pleased to introduce my guest this week. Caesar was a CNN producer for 20 years and in his 50s has completely changed his career and is now an entrepreneur in the psychedelic space. It's an inspiring story about how it's never too late to start over and go in a new direction of your dreams. Caesar Marin, it is so good to see your face. I couldn't think of a better <laughs> second community podcast because of who you are and the community you are building and have built already, how supportive you are of not just myself, but also other people in the space. I just see you as such a, just a light. And having already gotten a chance to now meet you at <laughs> MAPS' psychedelic conference makes this even more fun for me that <laughs> we get to have this conversation and that I really get to learn about your journey just as much. We've talked a little bit, I've gotten to give you a big hug, but I really don't know you. I don't know your story, and so we're all on a treat today to have you on and have us talk about why psychedelics for you. So welcome, welcome to Trip on This. Kat, first of all, um, I got, I got, I seriously got goosebumps with that intro, and and thank you, thank you because the meaning, the 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 feelings are mutual. The feelings are mutual um, because there's so many loving people in this space, right? And we come across people who we contact online. And we get to know them and we feel like they're part of our of our of our being, of our circle. Mm -hmm. And then when we meet them in person, it's so rewarding. It's so yes. wonderful to look at them in the eyes and say, Thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for supporting, being able to hug them. So the feeling is definitely mutual. The feeling is definitely yeah. mutual. It was exciting um to to meet you. You were one of these people that I look up to and inspire because of what you're doing and the voice you have and how you just you're wearing this very proudly on your sleeve of what you're doing because we're all doing this, right? Normal everyday people are doing this and that's what we want to do. So so beautiful to you. My Thank hat's you. off to you for what you're doing. Um as, as as we continue to grow these communities, this is this is what we're doing, right? We're sort of we're coming together, we're having the mycelium connect us all and making us be better people. And that's that's what the wonderful thing is. So oh, beautiful. Your, uh, what, a, what, a, what a beautiful <laughs> intro. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about you. Let's talk about, before we even jump in really to the psychedelics, I, I like to know where people start before that. You know, yeah. there's always a yeah. a moment in time that, that, that we come to this space, a reason. Who were you before in this other life? <laughs> Good question, <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, before this, I was actually a producer at CNN for 25 years. Oh, I spent Way. I spent half of my adult life working for CNN, uh, a little bit of it, about five, six years in the news division, and then transitioned into sports. They came up to me and said, hey, do you want to produce sports for CNN? And I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to get to watch sporting events and read about sports and tell stories about sports instead of wars and politics. And oh my yes, God. sign me up. Yes, totally, yes, right? Totally, right now. But I, mean I did... I. I did work. Did, in did CNN, that just change your awesome. whole mental health? Like your whole like oh, the way wow. that you like even the stories wow. you were telling, like each day, wow. like stories of like you know, wow, like amazing feats of yeah. of athleticism. De de definitely, and those and those are those are awesome because athletes are so inspiring. There's so many stories in there, mm -hmm. but again, it's still the grind. It's still yes, yes. You're 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 part of putting this puzzle together. So the stories are there, and you find them, and you and you and you put them in your show. But then you really move on because the next day you have to create another puzzle with those stories, right? right. So it's sort of it's it's still um, it's still CNN. No, it's still you still have the responsibility to sort of put on quality projects sure. and and you know that it's that it's that it's fact checked that it's mm -hmm. balanced. Um, mm -hmm. Where you know obviously politics and sports there's not a little balance. It's like I say, you know, 
Mm-hmm. I, I would always wonder if people say, oh, yeah, CNN, fake news. And I'd be like, well, you know what? Look, I work at sports. So five, right. five <laughs> always beats four. Don't blame me. I'm on the news. <laughs> five always beats four no matter what. And the first guy over the finish line always wins. Uh, so that's that was, hilarious. That's hilarious. You're like, it's that, five four on every channel, okay? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No matter we got this? All right. We're cool. Exactly. No problem. Cool. Good. All right. Let's move on. Now we can discuss. So, folks, over 25 years I was there. Um, and it just so happens that CNN got, well, Warner Media got bought out by Discovery last year. Yep. Um, and part of me sensed that the writing might be on the wall if layoffs came, right? Because mm-hmm. I'd been there for 25 years. I could sure. potentially be a number on a spreadsheet that said, how long has he been here? Mm-hmm. How much does he make? Yeah, Can yeah. we get two APs and some AI to do what he's doing and we cut that fat? So I had yes. that potential that that was on the wall. And it was crazy because at that time in my life, the medicine comes to me for the first time. I had never had a psychedelic experience in my 54 years before last year. Mm. Um, and it just so happens that it comes out of a recreational curiosity. And it comes out of someone very close to me saying, oh, you know what? I was at Martha's Venus for the 4th of July and I had half a chocolate bar and the experience was just incredibly mind-blowing. I felt like a child. I, I, I as, as, as nasty and as whatever as my kids were and as much as I wanted to, I loved them. I found this new love for them. Mm. I found this new love for my husband. It's just... I felt amazing. The fireworks were incredible. And I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, the, that's a exactly, nice sell right there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And at the time, Kat, I was battling a cannabis addiction, right? Mm. And a, a true addiction, an addiction where the cannabis was controlling me. The cannabis was saying, get up, get high, go to work, get high, at work, get high, on the way home, get high. It was sort of, it was, I was, I was numbing and anesthetizing myself in a way that I couldn't control. Um, mm-hmm. So that first that first inkling to psychedelics was like, oh wait a minute, what is what is this other potential high? What is this mm-hmm. other people are like hallucinating in? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I wonder what that feels like. Sure. And a couple of weeks later, I'm on a bike ride that we do here in Atlanta on Monday nights, about two three hundred people. And a guy next to me is riding, and he looks giddy. He looks like a child. And I'm like, yo, what's up with you? What do you? I mean, what's up? He goes, I just had some mushrooms. And I feel like a child. I feel like I'm riding my bike for the first time. Oh, my God. Cool. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. Why are these mushrooms? Uh, I've never really heard about mushrooms. No one's talked to me about them. And all of a sudden, it's like they're, they're coming up. What is this about? Mm-hmm. And I say to him, well, you know, these, these mushrooms, you know where I can get them? And the person says, well, these bikes don't pay for themselves. So I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> uh-huh. so, so imagine the medicine not only sort of comes to me, then puts literally the person, rides up to you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the medicine literally rides up to me. It says, here I am. So oh I'm my like, God. Okay. That's how wonderfully convenient. Like, okay, it, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, so as I go into this, I go into this again, as a curiosity of, of getting high and unbeknownst to me where I think, you know what? It's like, it's like cannabis where I'll smoke a little bit. I'll get high. You know, I didn't think I'd eat the whole chocolate bar to feel sure. something. I have a small piece of the chocolate bar. I have what would I then would figure out was a microdose. Mm-hmm. And I go on the bike ride the next Monday and I feel I feel a smile, but I don't mm-hmm. feel I'm like, okay, what? And it was crazy because I tell people, if it would have been any other, maybe if it would have been cannabis, the addict in me would have said, all right, dude, let's go the next day. Let's try again. See what we did wrong. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the, 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 the medicine asked me to wait. And it wasn't until the next week where I go, okay, I'm going to have half a chocolate bar. And this was the Monday before last Halloween. So imagine I'm on this bike ride with about two, 300 people. We're riding through the streets of downtown Atlanta. We're going through neighborhoods where the houses are all decorated spooky for Halloween. Oh my and I'm God. literally having an awakening. Oh like my God. All of a sudden I'm on my bike and I'm like, oh my God, that's what my hands feel like. Oh, and that's, wow. And that's what it feels like to breathe and look at the trees, how beautiful they sway and look at the green and look mm. at all these beautiful people and how wonderful it feels to be on a bicycle and have the air sort of flow through me. And I was just like on this incredible, like, this is what life is. This is this is what it's about. But it was crazy, Cat, because as I'm driving home, there was this consciousness about it. And I would later learn, obviously, the consciousness that the medicine gives you, that it said, why are you driving this way? Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be driving in these conditions. I mean, you got lights going off as fireworks from the highway Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be driving like this, where if it was any other substance, if it was alcohol, it would, nah, you know what, I've been worse than this. I, I'm going to make it home. You know, the cannabis might have been, you know what, i just light up another one. We'll make it home. The medicine was like, you shouldn't be driving like this. And as I get home, as a good journalist, I go, what just happened in my Whoa. body? 
Whoa, exactly. You know what? You know what's even crazier is that's what I was writing you about, which was around. Okay, so you know, just thinking of like harm reduction, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. so were you okay? Did you feel like because half a bar is, I'm guessing the bar at least was four grams. So we're yeah. talking about at least yeah. two grams, Correct. right? Yeah. That you might yeah. have had, um, yeah. or maybe it was a maybe it was an eighth. But, but it still, three, yeah, it was three and a half. It was a three and a half. It was three and a half. So still, one point seven five when you've yeah. never, <laughs> I, it can be a, a super psychedelic experience. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you are speaking to this as like getting behind a wheel or getting behind even a bicycle when you're anything beyond really a microdose that should be imperceptible for those Is listening, it? imperceptible to the senses. So it's not affecting Correct. your driving. Um, Correct. Good, great. I love that. I love yeah. that you're you're speaking to this. So go ahead. Yeah. So so there was there was this consciousness about it, right? And and I'm going okay. And and I realize and as I start to research that wait a minute, this is being used for medicine. Like people are using this for depression, and they're using it for anxiety, and they're using it for PTSD. And I come across this term mic- microdosing, and I'm like microdosing, and I'm like wait a minute, people are using this to overcome their substance abuse, mm-hmm. and. All of a sudden, the heart was like, "Did you hear that? Did you read? Did you just read that?" And the brain was like, "No, shut up! You didn't read yeah. anything. Just yeah. go on, keep going, find something else, go look up something else." And the heart was like, "No, wait a minute, time out! Like we can get over this cannabis thing. Like we can cut that cord some way. That's huge that yes. people are using this for this." And I go, "Okay, wait a minute." And I start to research more on microdosing, and I start to research protocol, and I figure out what the Fadiman protocol is. And, and, and I look at studies and I, and I go on the subreddit group microdosing, which has got a quarter of a million people who are just sharing information and I'm just devouring it, devouring it as much as I can. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's the answer. And it's not just the answer to the ending of the cannabis. It's the answer to figuring out what comes next after CNN because there's that potential that you're going to be that number on that spreadsheet. I mean, let's be honest. You're not going to turn mm-hmm. 65 and they're going to roll you down the stairs and say, thank you for your service. I mean, right, it's right. coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's potentially coming. So you are going to need to be ready for this. Mm-hmm. So November 6th, I sit with myself with my intentions. November 7th, I start to microdose. Um, I start on the Fatiman protocol. Um, Can you talk a little day, bit about that for those that yeah, are not so, familiar? Correct. So the Fatiman protocol, which is, I would say, the protocol most popular that most people start with it, most people use, calls for one day on, two days off. Right. So you mm-hmm. dose one day you go two days without dosing. And it calls for doing it between four to six weeks and then three weeks of integration. So the idea of the Fatiman protocol is that you have a dosage day, a transition day, and an integration day. And it really worked powerfully for me with the wanting to end the addiction to the cannabis because the first day that I dose, I'm like, I'm dosed. I'm like, life is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Life is, a, I didn't even think about the cannabis. Like the attention was there. Don't think about the cannabis. Don't let it control you. And that first dosage day was like, what? What? What even is that? Like, yeah, I'm right. on. I'm on such a beautiful life right now. That second day, that transition day, as you're transitioning, and the medicine is leaving you, it's it's a bit of like, okay, well, yeah, what? Yeah, you didn't need it yesterday, right? You did yesterday wonderfully without it. This, you know, today's today. Let's go today. And then that integration day, which in any any psychedelic experience, journey, process is the most important part of the work. That integration day is like, okay, let me integrate it how I was able to not smoke cannabis for two days after I've been smoking cannabis on and off for a really long time. Right. How was I able to do that? That's amazing. Right. That is amazing. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And what did I do? And if that craving came up, what, what was what was in my mind? So that integration was awesome. And then the next day was a dosage day. And then the next day was like, okay, I'm beautiful again. Why did yeah. so that really helped to sort of cut that curb that tie to the cannabis, and that's why to me the Fatiman protocol worked for me. There's what people about that obviously. You, what about uh, just a quick follow up on that? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. about when you? Um, so now you you do your 30 day protocol, mm-hmm. and now you're off, right? And now you'd have no. Uh, everything's beautiful, right? With the mushroom, how were you doing with your cannabis on the days where there was? Just no cannabis, no mushrooms. So it was the three weeks, the three weeks I I had already set myself and I had set my body to the point where the dependency wasn't there, right? Uh-huh. I've seen studies where the body usually takes 27 days to adapting without something to really be able to sort of 
survive without it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that was, the mentality was there. The, the, the intentions every day were there to not smoke cannabis anymore because it, it, it had become such a burden. It had become such a lie that it was, it was like almost a relief not to do it anymore. Like right, I don't have to course. lie at home. I don't yeah. have to, at home, I don't have to say, hey, you know what? I got to go to the supermarket. Why do I have to go to the supermarket? Because I got to get eggs. There's eggs right there. No, I got to go get the organic ones because I read yeah, this right, recipe right, right. and I only yeah. need, I got to get organic ones. Why? No, bullshit. So I could go get high. Yeah. Right, yeah, and that's yeah. that's a horrible life. No, yeah, and not got, having, it's tethered. You're tethered to it. Not having to live like that anymore was such a relief. Was such a you know not having to wake up and something okay go 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 go, not having that and being it more you know get up and do something wonderful. Go get grounded. Go mm-hmm. stand outside and breathe for a couple of minutes. That became so much more beautiful that it it, it wasn't even a thought. And it was right. funny because in February, um, I'm down in Miami. And we're at the cannabis convention, um, which is a three-day. They just had one a one-day one. And imagine it's it's a marriage of cannabis and psychedelics. And you know there was cannabis everywhere. I mean it was in the air. And yeah. it was like, okay, that's that's fine. I have I have incredible respect for cannabis. Mm-hmm. I know the potential that it could have in me. So I have incredible respect for it. Right. right? Because I know that. And again, cat, let's be honest. It's not the cannabis. It's the addict. Right? right, it's not the substance, right? It's yeah. it's it's the addict, but it's when that addict is able to speak from the heart and listen to the heart, because the brain is the one that's always going to say, "One more drink and we're done." I promise mm-hmm. you, tomorrow we'll stop drinking. The brain is the one that says, "You know what? One more hand and we'll never gamble again." I promise you. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right, right. It's 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 until yeah. and it's until you listen to the heart and the heart says, "Dude, seriously, we're losing yeah. all our money." You know what yeah. I mean? Or until the heart says, "We we're 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 eroding ourselves," or the heart says, "You know what?" You're polluting your lungs by smoking cannabis every single day. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? So yeah. when that happens, that that becomes beautiful. And the microdosing really became part of my identity. My identity, why? Because then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm really happy that I'm right. microdosing and that I'm using mushrooms. And I want people to know. I want to manifest the fact that, but everything that I saw out there was very tie-dye. It's very trippy. Right, 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 it was very right. psychedelic-ish. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, if I wear something that's tie-dye, you know, the fact that I want to manifest the fact that my life has changed, what are people going to say? Right. And also, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, all the stigma. Yeah. Yeah. There's a hippie, he's a hippie, to, he's a stoner. If you're wanting to be like, I'm coming, somebody coming off being a producer 25 years at CNN, producing high quality content, the kind of stuff that I want to continue to do in my life is... I didn't suddenly just discover mushrooms and then just decide to throw my back in a time machine suddenly. That's, it doesn't change your personality yeah. like that. Although there is an openness that certainly I think happens when we do start exploring. But before before we even get into that part, I just wanna I wanna bring you back one yeah. more second yeah, and speak to like no, you course, said, like course. the addict. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um talk to me about your relationship to the mushrooms from you know, okay, I'm gonna try and explain this. In AA, right? They, yeah. There's a big, um, a lot of a lot of folks in AA struggle with psychedelics, even though mm-hmm. they've been a game changer for people, correct. because they look at it just as a substance, as a substance, as a substance right? Correct. Uh, correct. You've just swapped, switched another one for this one. Mm-hmm. This your from from your experience. How what would you say to that? Where, um, how would you how would you answer that's that? A, that's question? a that's a that's a that's a great you. question. That's a great great question and. That that the alcohol and psychedelic um, parallel, I, I've I've heard it come up a lot of times, um, and I'm I'm only going to speak from my experience, my yes. personal experience. Yeah. As a cannabis addict, if there was cannabis in my night table, I wasn't happy till the cannabis was done, until I was done smoking. Mm-hmm. I sleep with mushrooms in my night table every single night. They're there, right. and there's never a day where I go, you know what, my day was so sh- just horrible. That I need some mushroom because I just need to relax. Never, right. not a once. It's not a crutch. Not a once. Not a crush. And, yeah. I, and there's intentions, right? I have I have reverence for the medicine. I have enough respect for the medicine that I know what the purpose of the medicine is. Mm-hmm. Right. The purpose of the medicine is not for me to escape, yes. which is sometimes the problem with alcohol, which is sometimes the problem with cannabis, which is sometimes the problem with other addictions and dependencies. Mm-hmm. It's an escapism from reality. Yes. Right, the mushrooms really open you up to live right now, yes. this moment. And and and, cat, I'll be honest with you. There's days where I was a dosing day, 
right? And for whatever reason, I woke up and I had to do this and I had to do that. And next thing I knew, it was like, okay, well, I missed my dosage today. Oh, if oh, I was oh, an oh, addict, okay. if during okay, if my you're an addict, time, you're, you're not missing, you're not accidentally forgetting. No, you're not, no, you're not exactly. You're, <laughs> you're not definitely not. Yeah, that's no, like front and not. center yeah, in exactly. your mind. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, front yeah, yeah. yeah. That's front and center in your mind. So again, I understand as a recovering addict, I understand the potential of falling in the trap of something else, right? Mm -hmm. But it's how we look at it. Are we using this to escape, right? Or are we using this to enlighten, yes. to awaken, mm -hmm. to find consciousness, mm -hmm. right? Now, there are situations where people say, you know what, I just want to have 10 grams of mushrooms and see what happens. I don't know if that's really smart. I don't, right. I, in fact, I don't think that's smart at all. Yeah. I think any, I think even if you do a microdose, there should be intentions because yeah. you just, yeah. you just, these are, these are incredibly powerful compounds and you just don't know what part of the brain is going to be opened up in that particular moment because of what you're feeling, because of what your body's going through, because what you're going through that might opening something up. So if you don't have intentions for the reason why you're doing this, then that's it. The intentions of the addict are usually, I just want to escape. I just want to have yeah. a good time. I just want to, you know, I feel like whatever that's how psychedelics can be, you know, if, if you, if it's not about, if your intention is to just escape your reality again, well then it, it can, it can do that too. You know, like definitely. it's kind of, it kind of, it can be kind of every, everything really like, <laughs> because it's the mind, it's just an amplification of what's happening in here. And I like yeah. what you were saying about, I, I've talked about this too, specifically with alcohol, but just alcohol we is like a gauze that we try and like, if we're having a bad day or a tough day, like have a drink to just like, you know, help help with the feelings where, where a psychedelic oftentimes just turns it up. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I'm sorry. I just want to, I just no, wanted no, it's, to, it's, it's, before it's, we moved on to tie dye, cause I love, I love that you are addressing this also in your way and mm -hmm. wanting to talk about psychedelics and bring psychedelics forward with your own brand, which I'd love for you to talk about with cultivating wisdom definitely, through definitely. a lens well, that maybe just the everyday folk can get a hold of and can get down with and, and go like, Oh, you mean I don't have to just completely <laughs> go the other direction for, exactly. for me to enjoy this and, and it, enhance my life. Exactly. Exactly. That's, 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 that is, the idea was, and it was funny because, you know, once I realized that there was nothing there, I said, well, maybe that's, maybe that's the thing, sort of offer apparel for people to be able to wear, right? To mm -hmm. want to open conversations, right? To really start conversations, to poke at people's childhood curiosity, right? And then to offer something that's clean, organic that I can, that I, that, that, that I can wear and come off. Look, I can wear a shirt that says, you know, this is your brain. This mm -hmm. is your brain on psilocybin, right? Yeah, and I, can, I love that. And I can wear this, I can wear this with a jacket. And I can come off as a business owner who's a father, totally. who's a husband, who's a son, who's a member of his community, who votes, who volunteers, who, yes, uses psychedelics. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I use them as a life performance enhancer. Mm -hmm. I use them because it makes me feel more authentic. It makes mm -hmm. me feel more creative. It makes me feel more in tune with who I really am. It makes me feel more empathetic. Right. It makes me feel more in tune with the people around me. So, mm -hmm. yes, I am using psychedelics, but I'm using them for the betterment of myself. Yes. So the idea and, was that. Which is the betterment of your community and Correct. your friends. Because when Correct. you're better, you affect everybody else. Exactly. So mm -hmm. that, and that's, exactly. And that's the idea. It's sort of healing oneself and then helping others find that potential healing of themselves. Yes. Right? Have you that done they any big journeys? I have. I have. I have. I have. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the apparel first. I'm just going to show them off real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Show of, us. And then, and then, and then, I'll, and then I'll, I'll tell you about two of my journeys which have been incredible so i would love to that's one of my questions is tell us the craziest or like best or most profound journey you've ever had so. i have i have two awesome. journeys that, that are awesome so the the signature shirt i would say is this shirt that says okay you're gonna have to you're gonna have to describe it though because people are gonna so, be listening to this on oh, a podcast cool. so the shirt the shirt on it in scrabble letters says microdosing yeah and it's the, dope and the idea i would totally rock that <laughs> the idea is that you start conversations and it's happened to me i've many times i was the other day I was in the supermarket and a woman comes up to me and she goes, you microdose? And I went, yeah, how can you tell? Because of my smile? She goes, no, because of your shirt, dummy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fair enough. She said, you know what? Before I used to microdose, I went out a bottle of wine every, like I'd come home from work and you know what? I'm just having a glass of wine. And then I'm going to have a second glass because my kids are being a pain and I can't stand them. 
And then, you know what? Well, I can't just leave half an empty bottle. I'm going to finish the bottle. And by the end of the night, I wouldn't remember anything. Yeah. She said, now I microdose every third day. I'm so present. I'm there for my kids. I'm there for my husband. Mm-hmm. I don't crave alcohol anymore. I just feel my husband's like, oh, my God, who's this beautiful woman? You know, so that's sort of, that's the idea is that one, or either you continue to grow this community of you microdose, so do I, what protocol are you on? How's it going? How have you been? Mm-hmm. I've had this situation that I'm feeling this. Have you had that? No. And we start these discussions. Oh, or even better. Someone says, you microdose? Yeah, I do. I've heard about that. I've read about that. But I have no one to talk to. Him. And now yeah. I see you. And here you are. Can you tell me what you're doing? Because yeah. I'm really, really interested. Because that might be for me. And like I say, Kat, look, if we heal alone... It sort of defeats the purpose a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think if we share our, our our experiences, what Absolutely. we do is if we talk to five people, two of them are going to say, you know what, never in a, you're crazy? I would never do a psychedelic. I've seen the movies. I read yeah, the stories. Yeah. People people yeah. go crazy. Two people, you're going to poke at their childhood curiosity and you're going to, you yes. know what, uh, maybe, but you're going to have that one that's going to say, that's what I've been looking for. Yeah. That's what I need in my life. And you might change them. You might yeah. literally change them. And I'm sure you've, you've, you've seen a cat. People come up to you and say, thank you. Thank you for okay. enlightening okay, me. Yeah. Thank you for opening yeah, me up. Yeah. So, so microdosing is really cool. That comes in a yeah. whole bunch of different colors. So you can, you can wear that totally. This I love because this is, this is what we all should aspire to do on a daily basis. To spread much, much love. love. That's how I much sign love. off my emails. I yes, love it. I hands. love it. I okay, love so, it. Let me so descri- let me describe it to people. Yes, so ahead, it's a black tea that says much love. And it's got the praying hand with a little mushroom and a heart. <laughs> yes. So I also do um, clear sign off my emails. Yes, nice and clear, nice and clean. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. trippy mushrooms on it. They're the same mushrooms from the Cultivating yeah, Wisdom yeah. logo. Um, and again, it's just, you know, how many people have come up to me and they go, you like mushrooms? I'm like, yeah, I do. Totally. I Although, really you know, do. it's really they funny. Trip on this. I love that there's both because I feel like wearing yeah. clothing as a lifestyle is a really important way to be a conversation starter like you're talking Definitely. about. That's Definitely. ultimately what it's saying. It's like, hey, come talk to me because I'm wearing this thing that like, if you know, you know. Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like yeah. it's just, I used to wear, I love techno and, and uh-huh. like house music. And so I'll just like yeah. have like, you know, shirts that like I make them, they'll just be like techno or like yeah. different things. And just, just the occasional person's like, I love techno. I like, love techno. Like, make, it, exactly. make a friend because it's kind of subgenre. <laughs> it's so, exactly. Although I've got, it's funny, I'm taking pictures. My trip on this gear is like completely psychedelic. Ben, that's <laughs> I love it. I love it, Kat. Listen, I'm but a it's, big but it's fan. For, but it is I'm for a... something different because I think it's, I love what you're doing yeah. in that it's, it's, trust me when I, if you saw, the, I can't, I don't have it in the, the mm. frame right now, but it's it's more for a festival it's more yeah. for like you know it's like fun. you're going out to it's like fun it's yeah 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 which is which is beautiful because uh, again that's 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 the whole the whole purpose of psychedelics is that we mm-hmm. smile more right that sure. we find that happiness in ourselves and whether it's something trippy whether it's something clean whether it's something as long as we're smiling that's mm-hmm. that's the other thing and it's funny that you say that about the techno because this i've gotten a couple of not just mushroom peoples but psychonauts say, oh, what, mole- what molecule is that? Let's psilocybin. And they're like, oh, oh yeah. I get it. I was like, it. I yeah. recognize that. Yeah, exactly. It's the molecule yeah, of cool. psilocybin. That's cool. Yeah. That's, so another, that's a good another, like, if you know, you know. It's, uh, exactly. what, it's, the, molecule, it's the molecule structure of psilocybin just Psy- as cultivating wisdom. Correct. I love Correct. it. And, I and love this, it. Was, this one I really like, this color. It's like a burgundy and red. And then we had talked about the importance of the three DTIs of microdosing, dosage, transition, integration. So we also have a T-shirt that says that nice, the DTIs nice. of microdosing doses transition, and in big capital letters, integration. Right on. That's yeah. that's what it's that's integration. That's, integration is it. what no, it's all great. about. That's so great. So it's it's sort of this educational thing, like you said. If you know, you know, and you start these conversations. If you don't, you at least if your if your childhood curiosity is poked at, as I love to say. Mm-hmm. Um, then you sort of go, okay, wait a minute, t- let's talk, sure. let's have this yeah, discussion, yeah, yeah. let's sort of. Uh, I'd great. love to hear. I'd love to hear more about you. So it's it's mm-hmm. that's that's the idea of cultivating wisdom, the apparel brand, right? Awesome. Cult, cult, cultivating wisdom, the purpose or the mission is for it to become a platform in the psychedelic revolution, right? Mm-hmm. That it becomes a platform where I'm looking to offer coaching series for people my generation, because oh, okay, I really great. that's that's who I hope 
that I can really speak to, right? That 45 and over crowd who says, well, you know what? I had that one experience in college and it was just really bad. I'll never do that again. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. How many grams of mushrooms did you do? Uh, I don't know. I just had a whole bunch of mushrooms. Okay. What were your intentions? Uh, I didn't have any. Well, see, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of, yeah. it's really talking to my generation, poking at their curiosity. And I also want to address the situation with, with, with men, my generation, and, and then have a series to sort of help them transform into a better life not living through, you know what, my emotions, I, I can't talk about those. Vulnerability, mm, that's a weakness. Uh, men, no, they don't cry. No, yeah. no, we're sort of, we, we're, we're, we're living this time where, especially men my age, we get to that age of 50 and we know there's 50 behind us, we know there's not 50 in front of us and we fall mostly into two categories. One, the ones who have grinded and done everything and just slave to their job so that they could have the huge house and the four cars and the vacations to everywhere they wanted. But are their kids coming home to dinner? Most mm -hmm. likely not. No one, because they sort of gave up that bringing up their kids is sort of the grind and their kids grew up by themselves. Or those people, my generation, who are just going through the motions, which is sure. going through, I'm fine and I'll end up retiring in 15 years, 10 years, whatever. And, and they don't really live a fulfilled life because they don't talk about their emotions, right? Mm -hmm. They don't say, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm sad. I'm happy. They don't, they don't, they, they can't be vulnerable. So, you know, I can't say my job is killing me. I got to sort of take a break. No. So it's sort of, I, I want, I want cultivating wisdom to be part of that. And, and That's to, great. Again, to address how through, you know, psychedelics and through especially psilocybin, I've been able to transform my life. Yeah. So that's, that's the idea. And, and, and again, be as much part of this as possible, right? That maybe we say, you know what, there's, they're, you know, cultivating wisdom is holding two or three retreats a year, one for vets, one for couples, mm -hmm. one for women, one for men. You know what I mean? That we sort of really become um, an educational and glue in this in this puzzle, right? It's sort oh, of that's great. Be, no, I think it's I think that's really needed. And and uh, and having like that 45 and up, because I think that's also there's so many people right now are just also like. I was just talking to my cousin actually, and she's, she's 42, but she's like, I, I wish I had other skills to do other things. Like she went, she was, she's in the arts and she's like, I just, it's like, I want to set out in something new. A lot of people my age want to set out in something new, but we're already this age. And so are we hireable? And like, there's all of this. She's like, I've, there's a lot of like stuckness feeling mm -hmm. with, yes. Um, I, and I make this amount of money, who's going to match it. If I go into something else, you know, maybe, maybe it's not going to be about matching it. Do you have enough savings to cover starting? I don't want to say fully over, but you know, I think just, just creating avenues and having those real conversations around, like, you're not stuck here in life with all, all of this. And I know that there's real practical things like mortgages and things yeah. when you yeah. are that's the one like <laughs> the little catch of a lifestyle is uh something's got to pay for it and so Excel, yeah. i think just uh having people who have done that have been in that lifestyle that can speak to True. walking a new path um and not even necessarily walking a new path right just being um more content you know there's so many people that i know that did all the right things and they're like you know i got the i got the I've got a great husband or wife. I've got the house. We're, you know, financially doing well and I'm not happy. Like, wait, have I been sold a bag of goods basically? Like, yeah. like what, why don't I feel fulfilled when I've checked every box? And I think a lot of people are going to, unfortunately are coming to that a little bit and going, well, now what? I did mm. all the external things that mm -hmm. I was supposed to do in order for fulfillment and I'm still seeking, I still want more, I'm still down, I'm still whatever. And I think this is not just obviously a conversation for 45 and up, I think it's a conversation for everyone. Yeah. Because yeah. it would be nice if we didn't have to get to 45, 50 years old, having only been doing it materially the whole time, the whole time. to realize like, oh shit, yeah. needed, I guess the journey in was, if I could do that at the same time, Perhaps life can only continue to dazzle me and take me yeah. on new rides because I'm open to the experience and I'm 
and I'm allowing for the heart, like you were mentioning, to guide the path as opposed to just what I'm supposed to do. That's and it's so beautiful how you put that, in, and it's sort of it's crazy because what you just talked about, I see myself on both ends of those spectrums. Right, I was mm-hmm. there. I was I was there. What do I do next? I was there. What happens if I get fired? I was there. How am I going to make a living? But what the medicine taught me was that the only thing that matters, Cat, is right now, this minute, this instant. That's it. Nothing else exists. The past is the past. That's gone. That's never ever coming back. And the future, the future is so uncertain. It's so uncertain that why? So it's either, either there's either we're sitting there, and we're sinking in a sea of depression about thinking of the past. If I would have done this, if I would have done that, if I wouldn't have bought this huge house, maybe I would have taken that promotion. I wouldn't have gotten fired because that guy still has his job, and I don't have my job anymore. That's just the past is just depressive. Yeah. Or if you sit there in that storm of anxiety of the future, what's going to mm-hmm. happen? And and five months from now, where am I going to be? That's five months from now. That's mm-hmm. five months from now. It's like I tell people, Kat, look, you can't be depressed about the future. You can't be depressed about yeah, something yeah, that yeah. happen. It might be dope, you know. Exactly, you might love right? it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't and you can't be anxious about the past because it's already yeah. gone. So anxiety and depression, that's where they live. They live in the past and the future. So the more you're able to close those doors, and I'm not saying it's just, you know what, close them. I get it. I understand. There's things that we need to do. and But the past is the past. You can't live in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And the future, you just need to sort of hold that door open and live right now and do what you can do right now. So that whatever is causing that anxiety of the future, that it's not there. So it's funny because I've been, like you said, on both sides of that equation that you gave. Because right now, I feel at the age of 55 that like I'm on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is if 10 months ago, someone had said, look, Caesar, here's what's going to happen. Psychedelics are going to come into your life. You're going to lose your job at CNN. You're going to start your own business for the first time ever in your life. You're going to launch this business. You're going to eventually in June be at the biggest psychedelic conference that has ever existed. You're going to be deck smack in the middle of it. People are going to be coming up to you saying, we love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. You're such a needed voice in this space. I would have went, you're crazy. You're high. <laughs> How many mushrooms you do you take? Are you tripping? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the crazy thing was, as I stood there at MAPS, I was like, am I tripping? So... It's only us that put ourselves in that situation of, what if I lose my job? And what if I do this? Well, then just, you know, open up consciousness, awakening, see what happens. Because I'll I'll, I'll be dead shit honest with you, Kat. I'm not sure what would have happened if psychedelics wouldn't have come into my life when they did. Right. Considering the fact that I was lost in an addiction, okay? Mm -hmm. Considering the fact that I was going to lose what pretty much identified me as a healing because that was, I mean, 25 I was years. a CNN producer, dude, oh 25 years. That's yeah, what I've been yeah, doing. Yeah. I don't know anything else but yeah. to do this. I don't have no other skills but to produce a TV show. That's it. That's all. I, I, I don't even know how to edit because I'm not an editor. Right. I don't know how to shoot because I'm not a photographer. I don't know how to be an anchor because I'm an anchor so I can do a TV show. But that's all I've done for 25 years. That's taken away from me. And let's be honest, there's not a lot of TV places hiring 55-year-olds. Yeah. So I could, I could have been the perfect candidate to drown in that sea of depression, to get hit I mean, by lightning in that storm of anxiety. Absolutely. Wow, I just come back to the guy rolling up on a fucking bicycle to you. That is, <laughs> <laughs> like, it needed to be teed up like that. Like, it needed to be like, let's not get creative here with, like, the universe, like, connecting dots. It's like, no, 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 we're going to, we're literally going to serve it up to Caesar, okay? Cool. All you need to do is say <laughs> yes. Yes, that's all you, <laughs> you need, need to do. You need to say yes, and then we're going to go from here, okay? How, how, how incredible is that? So, so it's, it's, it's been, it's, it's, it's been, the, the medicine has really changed me. There's, there's a couple of shows that we have that says psilocybin changed my life and, and psilocybin changed my life. Oh my God, it, it psilocybin changed my life. It completely changed it, yeah. on top. Right? <laughs> it, it, it's funny. And, it, and it's funny how, you know, the medicine can be so kind, so harsh, but at the same time, so loving mm-hmm. because and the hilarious. messages you get, and hilarious. It's, it's, it's sort of, my, my first big journey 
Um, and I, I had been microdosing for a couple of weeks now. And, and it was funny because I was like, I was like, okay, this is fine. I don't need anything else more than this. I don't, I'm, I'm perfectly blind. I don't even, if I, I don't, if I go like a big dosage, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to see. Right, right, gonna right. Freddy Krueger. I've yeah, heard yeah, stories. Yeah. I, I Everyone has to go through that. <laughs> Am I just, is, are, are there going to be like apparitions in front of me? <laughs> exactly. And, and it, it was funny. It was a couple of days before my 55th birthday, I'm riding on my bike in, in the, in the, uh, in the garage. And I'm watching an interview between Deepak Chopra and Paul Stamets. And they're talking about how incredibly profound their first big journeys were. And the medicine was like, okay, you're ready. Yep. You're yep. ready now. Yeah. You're ready teed now. It up. Exactly. Teed, it totally teed it up. And it was, I, I texted my wife and I'm like, babe, you know what I want for my birthday? And she was like, not again. And I was like, no, that, that's not what I want. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> no, said, no, no, not that. She's like, no, she's offended. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what do you mean? No. <laughs> no, I want you to sit for me. And she was like, okay. And Kat, I'm going to tell you, um, the podium of my life, I consider it at, right now at this stage in my life, the birth of my three children. Those days will never, those days I'll never forget a second of those days. Those days have brought me the best things that I have in my life. Number two, meeting Isabel after the age of 50, you know, a woman who I know has my back, who's going to be there through thick and thin, who no matter what um, I can count on. And number three, that day, that journey, because there was just so much. I'd l- I'd love to do a movie about it because there was just, there was just so much. There were so many teachings from you know the come on, and all of a sudden I just hear go lay on the dining room table, and I'm like, what? Yes, go <laughs> lay on the dining room table. I'm like, okay, and I'm sitting there on the dining room table, and I'm just laughing like a child, like I'm ten years old, and all I keep hearing is, you need to set buffet tables of wisdom to cultivate a better future. Wait, okay, wait, say, say, say it again, say it again. Set buffet tables of wisdom to cultivate a better future. <laughs> God, it was buffet tables that I missed. Exactly. I was like, that's hilarious. Okay, and, cool. And the idea is to sort of get people together at tables, right, to just put their phone down and just talk about whatever, right, whether yeah. it's at a conference, whether it's at a dinner, just have people sit down and just talk to each other. You know what I mean? Be be that part of this cultivating wisdom mission, right? So yeah. it was that was the first part. Then... It took me one, and, and again, I had I had really, really specific intentions for that first journey of what I wanted, of what I was looking for, and one of them was what what had held me back in past situations, in past endeavors where maybe I had thought about a business, wanted to start a business. What was it that made me pull the parachute? What was it that um, that kept me from moving forward? And it it took me exactly where I needed to go. It took me exactly to some some hidden childhood trauma of the discipline from my dad um, and reliving these episodes, there was a lot of messages. There were messages of, please understand why this happened. Please understand that your father was a child of 13 where the rule was the rule by the law of harshness and he didn't know any better. That's how he was raised, okay? So understand that. Understand that, that maybe his justification was to say, hey, dude, your mother and I sacrificed everything we had to come to this country so that you can have a better future and you're not putting your part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We just need you to school and you're not schooling. So, you know, as hard as that was, as hard as that situation, well, one, understand why. And number two, understand that that's what holds you back. Mm-hmm. That fear of failure, that mm-hmm. fear of consequences that are going to be really bad if you fail and you don't succeed, that's what holds you back. So you need to forgive that. You need to let that go. And you know what? And if you didn't make your dad proud back then, make him proud now. Yeah. Start exactly. your business. Do what you're doing and make him proud now. Have yeah. him say, that's my boy. And is that's he exactly still alive? He is still alive. He is still oh, alive. Cool. And and the crazy thing was that in that whole journey, there was a moment where I, I went to two really specific incidents one being woken up at four o'clock in the morning before my dad went to work which to me was like can okay, i sleep in my bed i'm like nice and warm it's four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. like this couldn't wait till you you know what i mean so so yeah, i needed yeah. to see that and understand why that happened and then the last one in that journey was back in a closet um the last time i was i must have been about 11 12 years old mm-hmm. and as i'm huddled there in the closet like cowering waiting for him to come in he never comes in and that's where the situation and the question was like, what's going to happen when my dad's not there? 
Like, how am I going to do? Am I going to hold whatever is there against him, you know? And then one day say, well, dude, you should have told him more that you loved him. So it was it was this incredible, beautiful, beautiful message of, of that's what's, you know, that's the reason why. And don't let that hold you back. Don't let the fear of failure stop you from trying anything. Yes. Right? True the failure is, is failing to try. Yeah. I mean, truly. And and the thing is, is like, you, ever, we're all going to stumble, but like you stumble forward, you know, or you stumble sideways into something new. It's like, there's actually never back. You never, st- mm-hmm. there's no, <laughs> there's no, it, it's impossible to go backwards. First of all, first, yeah. like just yeah. in, in, just in general, all the people that you meet trying the resourcefulness, the learnings. I mean, I don't know an entrepreneur that didn't fail forward you know like that's just what part of the path is and it's and you know this is like a thing that I would love for we're just not taught about risk tolerance in school smart we're not taught to make entrepreneurs that's not how the school system works there's lots of workers but Mm, to have to to teach taking risks and to and Believing how yourself. to create a business would be nice to, yeah. to start thinking like that, even in high school, right? Like not not till you get to college for an MBA. Like you start thinking now, like how to be um, enterprising and and but but again, I think that risk tolerance thing is like a big one. But that would require uh, not having this big giant fear cloud. And the thing is, just fear is such a dominant force out here still. And yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like we're we're just taught to be good workers because there's there's safety within being part of the big machine. But big machine. the safety's in quotes, right? Because you thought you had safety for twenty five years. I know exactly. And and the writing was on the wall, so there, no. it's really no one. No. That that again, that's also an illusion. That like this job is safer than that one. Like yes, maybe for the time being, but mm. um, you never know what's going to happen with that kind yeah. of thing. So. Yeah. I always say everybody should try something, even if it's not for a job, like try something new, try something that scares you, try a hobby that like pushes you, try something that you, some people just, I'm going to say people, I like just doing something where I'm not good at it is very frustrating in the beginning. That like learning curve time, if you can get past that of the frustration with yourself about not being good about good at something, yeah, then you start to get a skill and then you start to like it because you're like, oh, I can do this. It's it's, so. that ex, it's it's that exhilaration of the accomplishment or that overcoming mm-hmm. that's so much more powerful than the fear that that's what should drive us. In other yeah. words, what should drive us is not the fear, but the desire to want that feeling of accomplishment. Sure. That I I want to feel that I've been able to do this. That's yeah. so much more powerful, right? Absolutely. But I get it. I get it because like you said, we've been programmed. We've been programmed to sort of to be a sailor on a ship, right? And yeah. if you have to mop, you mop. If you have to fish, you fish. If you have yeah. to hold, you know, and we're never taught to, to you know, ride our own vessels, yeah. to man our own vessels. And there's nothing more beautiful than taking your own vessel out to sea every day, knowing that, you know what, there might be a storm. And if there's a storm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to hang on for dear life. And you know mm-hmm. what, what's the other option? It's going to be beautiful sailing, but it's just yeah. going to be smooth. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be wonderful. And you're going to encounter so many beautiful things. So that's, that's, yeah. you might that's discover so a treasure island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so true. That's so true. Uh, and it's my, like, my, you know, it, it, yeah, yeah. Tre- Go ahead. Speaking of treasure, speaking of Treasure Island, it's um, in that first journey as I'm going down, and it's sort of some 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 things with my kids came up about their acceptance and how I didn't need their acceptance for what I was doing because obviously my kids were to go. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Let me get this straight. You're gonna stop using cannabis by using psychedelics. Is that what you're telling? And their kid, they're 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 old. Uh, they're old. I mean, my my two oldest are adults. You know, my my daughter is eighteen. But it was there was a lot of questions. And wait a minute, hold on a second. You're going to start an apparel company for people to manifest the fact that they're doing something illegal. That's what right, you're telling right, us, right. right? So, mm-hmm. but the medicine was like, look, you don't need their affirmation. They're going to be there with you. They're going to walk by your side. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. going to walk behind you, but then eventually they'll walk by your side. And that's exactly what happened. And as I'm going down this road, because the medicine told me, don't go back home. Go down this hill because you got to come back up because it's going to be a this isn't easy sailing. As I'm going down, and I'm looking for mushrooms because it had just rained the day before. And I was like, Cat, if I find a mushroom, that's going to be the affirmation that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. The mushrooms were nowhere. And as I come across the sidewalk, there's these rocks. There's all these rocks that have come eroded off of this driveway. Um, and there's all these little gray rocks. And all I hear is, get all the distractions out of your way. Whatever's on your phone, whatever you should do, whatever, 
you know, sports stuff doesn't matter anymore because you don't kill like, it. Just stop the distractions. Get all these distractions. And I start swatting the rocks out of the way. And I come across this big red rock around these, all these little gray rocks. And all I hear is, that's what you're looking for. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the <laughs> mushrooms. And they're like, yeah. no, that's what you're looking for. And I'm like, mm, I'm not sure. I was pick it up. And I'm like, okay. So I pick it up and it fits perfectly in my hand. It's this rock that fits like perfectly yeah, in my yeah. hand. And I'm like, okay, but this isn't what I'm looking for. I'm just going to put it in my pocket. And I go down to the bottom of the hill. There's no mushrooms. I turn back, I'm walking up to the top of the hill. And by that, I'm exhausted and there's no mushrooms. And I'm starting to get discouraged. All I hear is like, everything you need is in your hands. You are the rock. You are the strength that you need that's it it's in your hands and stop letting your life looking down look up because that's yeah. where life is the mushrooms oh, are always going to be there so it was just it was this this that first day and that's why again i go back to that day was like the number three podium thing in my life because yeah. it was so beautiful now i have had my last big journey which was incredibly challenging incredibly difficult but with a purpose um the intentions were what happens, you know, where do we go next? Like, where is cultivating wisdom going next? What do I need to do? What do I, it was more like, what do I need to do next to take this to this next level? Yep. Was in, 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 in short, what the intentions were. And it literally said to me, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get incredibly sick, like almost dying sick. Okay. And the what? reason why that's going to happen is because since you started this, you who was a person who exercised consistently and religiously have sort of let that go a bit, right? Mm. Because you're too concerned and too worried about doing a job. Before you'd wake up, get your exercise in, and you'd be done, and you'd go off on your way. Now it's like you get up, you got a meeting, you got to do this, you got to do that, and then the next thing you know, you didn't exercise. The other thing is, before you used to do meal prep, so you had your meals all prepped. Now it's like you're eating whatever you find. Why? Because you dedicated so much to this mission that you don't even have time for yourself. So you're going to get sick. And it was almost like two and a half hours of like really feeling like a really sick patient. And it was almost like, look, before today, anything you did to get sick, there's nothing you can do. That's done. But from here forward, there's so many things you can do to avoid getting sick that that's what you need to do. So it was, it was just amazing because it's difficult. It was like, there was moments, Kat, where I was like, get me off this ride. Like, what do mm-hmm. I do to get off this? I, I, I don't want to be sick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to, I don't want to die. It was almost like, I don't want to die. And it was yeah, like, yeah. it was the medicine saying, well, we're all going to die. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's, you know what I mean? That's, there's no, there's no getting away from that. But yeah. if you don't really pay attention to your health as you should, you could you could potentially pay some consequences. So wow. again, it just goes back to, to how powerful but what these a substances. Gift again. Exactly. What a what, what a, a gift beautiful to get gift. you back. Like you had to. Unfortunately, that was scary, but also awesome because now you know that, like, in order to do the mission, you have got to be well. If you are, you are the mission. So if you're not well, then you know, then it's it, you don't have. Mind, body, spirit. It's like exactly. that whole connection that's ex- again. Exactly. And it was almost at that. That's what the medicine said. They said, look, you're not going to be around to be able to see everything you're working to do. Everything you're fighting to do, everything you're working to do, you're potentially not going to be around to see it because you're not You're not taking care of you. You yeah. know, there's no, there's no self-love, right? There's no, so, hmm. you know, get back to that, which was beautiful, which to me was like, thank you. Thank you so much for making me see that, that I needed to sort of, I needed that awakening, that moment yes. to be able to see that. And I'm on that and right before. now too. It's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just, I just had felt like kind of fall. I was just eating whatever and kind of falling off. And um, I went through when I first started trip on this, like not taking care of my physical body at yeah. all. I'd yeah. been a, definitely like gotten back to like having more balance. Good. Um, now that's been like closer to three years now. But uh, the, but recently I just got that real like it's not self love to eat what you want. It's not self-love to not move your body every day. It's not like, why aren't you stretching? If you're not, if you're not going to work out, like, you're not even going to do like stuff that I know that I need to do. It's just like, this is what makes you your best to do all the things you want to do. And, you know, now I feel like my energy is getting better. I feel better about myself. My mental health is feels better just because I'm not at the whim of every 
treat and thought and like, you know, snacking all day long and, and doing all these things where it's just kind of like your body needs you now. So I just had that message for myself. So good for I, you. I love that you I'm so glad. That. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so awesome. I love that. I yeah. love that synergy. It wasn't as dire synergy. as you're going to get sick, but I think it was, but, but I think that's the way that spirit talks, right? Is it's yeah. like, yeah. it will whisper, it will whisper first. It'll yeah, tell exactly. us yes. first. I'm sure there were times during this journey when you weren't taking care of yourself that there was like a little bit of a nagging, like, oh, I should be probably working out. I should probably be eating better. But like then cognitive dissonance, we justify what we're doing when, and whatever's in front of us is more important at that moment. And, um, and yeah, I think we all know that one. Right. And then finally, yeah. in your case, a big journey comes along. It's like, fine. If the, if all the subtle signs are going to work, <laughs> how about this? If all the supraceptual signs didn't work, here we go. This yeah. is, this is what, this is your wake up call guy. Exactly. If you don't get it, if you don't get it after this message, then, you know, you, you, you better get it. You better get yeah, it. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible yeah. what, um, what the medicine can teach us, what the medicine mm-hmm. can teach us about ourselves, right? Yeah. What sort of lets us see that maybe we're closed off to. And again, it's sort of, it's that awakening. It's that consciousness, sure. which is so beautiful. Yeah. My final question for you is what parting advice would you give people that are listening to this, whether it's 45 plus or anyone <laughs> listening that are, are, that are just curious. They're curious about psychedelics. They're, 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 po- what did you call it? Poking them? Poke, poke at their childhood curiosity. Poke, poking at their poke childhood, at the childhood curiosity. Curious. What yeah. would you say to them if uh, they're, if they're ready? What's, what's, what's the first step? One of uh, intentions, right? Make sure you were you're you know what your intentions are, that they're clear, that they're clear with yourself, that they're clear um with what you're doing. Number two, and this is this is something we, we did a podcast on how to talk to your loved ones uh, that you're using psychedelics. Um, and we had encountered one or two people who were doing this without talking to their partners. And then once their partners found out, it became much more of an issue than right. whatever. So again, if you're at forty four, forty five, fifty, most likely, if you do have someone else in your life, share it with them, right? Make sure it's sort of you're in the open. It's, you know, let them know why you're doing this. You know, have them watch Fantastic Fungi with you. Have them watch How to Change Your Mind with you. You know, there's tons of books that you can sort of offer up for them to read. Bring them in also in your practice because that's incredibly important because I, I would hate to see someone that finds healing or starting to find healing and then someone finds out and then they have issues with it and then they have to stop. Or then they yes. have to continue to hide it. Then that's that's not good. So so that for sure. Like I said earlier, educate yourself. Education is the is the most important part. Don't microdose or don't have a psychedelic experience because you heard someone else did. Really sort of do your homework. Realize mm-hmm. that you know they're powerful, powerful, powerful substances. Um, they're beautiful, beautiful substances. But they could be you. You have to be. You have to know what you're getting into. You have to know yeah. what you're ready for. Yeah. Um, and be open to the possibility that life can be so beautiful, that life can be that. as beautiful as you imagine it. There's that potential for it to happen. You just have to manifest it and you just have to open your brain to the potential that it can happen. Mm. And I think once we do that, it's so much easier. And like I said, live the now, live yeah. the now. Just yeah, don't, yeah, the yeah. past, cut as much as you can of the past out, cut as much of the future as you can and just live now because that's what the beautiful moments are. Look how beautiful this particular moment is. That you and I are here having this wonderful conversation. Nothing else exists for you and I at this moment. There's no, you know, nothing. There could be a Ferrari waiting for us at the driver or whatever. <laughs> it is, you know, whatever we desire at the driver, but it's not at the driver. It's just right here. So it's yeah. these moments where we most take advantage of these moments that we really find that happiness. So absolutely, I, I, yeah. I think we only I ever think... live in now. So exactly, only, exactly. We're only ever here all the time. So <laughs> all the time. And and I, I just want I just want to pull out one of those all excellent. But I think talking to your partner is a really important part. And I haven't actually heard anybody say that specifically. And I just want yeah. to really underline that. Just doesn't matter what your age. Yeah. If you're if you are. Just if you're in a relationship and you're keeping something secret, there's something mm-hmm. for you to I exactly. identify that uh, as exactly. why why that's happening, right? Like, right. and if you and and how to bring somebody into it because having secrets one is not is not a probably good for any relationship, no matter no, no matter the no. age, but no matter but the really, age, no matter what like relationship. you're saying, like the education piece and having somebody supportive or at least understanding, uh, I think is going to be really helpful so that they're not making you feel bad about wanting to do this. And and the truth is, is like. They might have realizations about yeah. the relationship, even you know, yeah. like yeah. there, there's so there's. I think there's really, um, 
I think that piece is important. So Caesar, no, it was so lovely Kat, to meet you. And I would, I would you love fully on this. I would journey. love to offer all of your listeners a twenty percent discount at Cultivating Wisdom. Oh, cool. I'm going to give you a special discount code. Uh, trip on this uh, twenty, so all of your listeners can get a twenty percent discount on any stuff. Amazing. On the, uh, at the store, would love for everyone to sort of, um, you know, again start these conversations. The more we oh, can start these cool. conversations, the more we can I normalize love that. It, trip the on better. this, cultivating wisdom. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure to link it all in the description perfect. as well, so perfect. that people can get that. Yes. Oh, Kat, amazing. Thank you Caesar, so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kat. It was an honor to sort of be on your podcast. I love what you're doing. Continue to do what you're doing, you know, because you, you, you bring, like I said, joy, information, and storytelling, which is what this is all about. So thank you so much. I'm Absolutely. so, so, so humbled and so honored that you're in my circle. Awesome. Likewise. Thank you so much again. And for everyone, as always, trip on this.